Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ooh. Welcome back, sports fans, to another so to Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water... Do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. The boys are back doing a normal show for the first time in a long time. So buckle up, check it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the charity show. I pitch free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Kasopoulos, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Coming at you hotter than Sode 461. We're on 462 right now. I think, Dude, we haven't done a normal show. Can you think about that? Because we've been doing Stadium. We've been doing 1090. We've been yeah, doing we've, National we've been, Radio. We've been doing that show with the Dwarves. We've been doing that show with the Chipmunks. This, this is the first normal show in a long time. Yeah. The Dwarf Show, if you go check it out, uh, Little People, Big Dreams, <laughs> hosted by myself, Nick and Alex. Which of the, which of the seven, which of the seven dwarves Lance, from yeah. Snow White were y'all's favorite? I mean, Sleepy. Dude, Sleepy was cute. I mean, Dopey to go. Everyone knows that, though. Is Dopey overrated or is Dopey legit? Grumpy is kind of lit. <laughs> No, Dopey what was I, Dopey was cool. I mean, I mean, you guys don't know which guy was my guy. Doc. Who was it? Doc. <laughs> Doc is my guy. Yeah, <laughs> that is your guy for sure, dude. Bashful was Bashful was hilarious, dude. Bashful was the first, I think, homosexual Disney character. Was that a hot take, or is that like a, is that like an I interesting way to view? There's things? no what? there's no ground for that take or validity to it or research behind it. But I'm we I'm here what? I'm here for it. Did you guys know that Winnie the yeah, Pooh is actually a girl? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Since who? Since Pooh was invented, I guess. What? <laughs> My name is Winnie. What's the girl's name? Winfred? Winfred? Winfred, yeah. Yeah, Winfred. Are you? Where is that? Did you Winnie read the that? Looking, Winnie Did the Pooh f- is a boy. That's that's the first thing that I. Dude, saw. That was a shot. Was that a <laughs> was that a shot in the dark? You just threw at us that Winnie the Pooh. Is he a is chick? referred to as he in A. A. Milne's books and in the Disney cartoons. His voice I saw is it on tw- I saw it on Twitter. I don't know, but apparently it's <laughs> apparently it's, oh, it's oh, not oh, okay. a real bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there, there was there a was girl. a female black bear named Winnie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was named after a female. I guess. But, it, but he's also not a he's also not a, a black bear. He's a yellow bear. He's a golden no retriever bear. He's Yeah, what's up with that? A bottomless he, party. He's full He was ahead of his time. He was full dicks out for Harambe before we were. He <laughs> Oh, you, him and you gotta love the the old normal show that we do where we're not censored. Yeah, I was about to say it sounds we're like we're talking about. I know, did it? How tight we all just got that I said. We're talking dicks, about homosexual like, <laughs> Disney characters and dicks out for Harambe. 
our show used to be so unleashed and now every time like did i just say a curse word i think i just said shit oh my god and we had to like go back and listen is it that bad is it not that bad should we redo it but no i mean dude dicks out could we you know what we should do seriously now that we're getting some quiche from our this whole venture we should start putting this money after we put it towards more instagram followers we should put this money <laughs> towards we should put this money towards a documentary like a where are they now for the harambe crew sure like where is that kid like where is that where is he now how old okay. is he now? He was, yeah, what, like three or four years old when that all happened? And that happened when we were in college. So he's probably like in middle school now, right? He's definitely. Do you think he changed his name? I don't know the, if anyone knew his name. Like that, so probably didn't have to. No, he probably had his name out there. Can you tell me his name? No, I I don't. I mean, Harambe kid. I don't think it's it an up, easy like, Google either. They usually try to protect <sighs> little kids. Which is great. Like, they don't want that. They don't want like boy. the three-year-old getting hate mail, you know? Cincinnati Zoo Gorilla five years after his death. I, I think, oh, Isaiah Gregg. Baby Isaiah. Baby Zay. He looks like he's gone. Fell into a gorilla pit. What a miracle that he's alive, honestly. It's really, it's really, it's really, it's a fantastic moment. It was, it was, uh, I was definitely team save the kid. I was also team, you know, slap on the wrist to the parent who let her how do you let your kid fall into a gorilla pit i don't know but this happened a long time ago <laughs> yeah i know we can start <laughs> talking about what's going on today in sports uh you there was a there was another fight uh between players which is what we love kind of two random dudes well come on number one overall draft pick well, yeah, they're but like, they're why both. Are they two beefing. Why is Dejounte Murray and Paulo Boncaro? They're from you, the you, same. You Atos. They're both from Washington State. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. Both everyone, moody guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone in the off season is playing for one version of the Drew League or a different version of a some sort of summer league, um, where they're all just trying to get reps in, and, and they're. You know, in these runs where it's a mixture of NBA players with other professional players with, um, you know, random guys that hoop a lot probably, uh, but aren't necessarily, you know, playing for money. And the two of them squared off. And there was a play where DeJounte Murray, you know, got him on an up fake and threw it off the backboard and then dunked. He kind of did a little dinner serve to himself and... After the play, he like grabbed the ball and like full wind up like Yadier Molina like threw it at Paolo. And then after and they were jawing back and forth the entire game. And I'm you know, I watched the folk highlights and you know, Paolo was talking some smack too, but not to like that degree. I think normally like the only time I've really seen someone throw a yeah. ball is when Shaq dunked on whoever it was and the guy in retaliation like grabbed the ball and threw it at him. I, mean, I can't remember who Shaq, who it was that Shaq ducked on. Mm-hmm. But then, like, after DeJounte Murray, like, unfollowed him on Instagram, which is weird. He also, when he got traded, was, like, clapping back at San Antonio Spurs fans. Like, just shitting on the franchise. And he, there were some moments, I think, from last year where he, like, was complaining after Pelicans games because of the poor officiating. But, like, in more of a whiny way. Not, like, a matter of fact. Like, hey, the officiating didn't go the way that we wanted it to. And then there was also a, a, an earlier match this summer, not where he was playing Paolo, but 
where a guy like got up to got up on him as he was like in his triple threat and he like just grabbed the ball and like hit the guy like three times with the basketball and then like beat him off the dribble. I I saw so that. I, I'm just I'm like curious because it's dude. like okay, this is not this Dejounte Murray that we saw in the national spotlight. Not that he was in the national spotlight a lot when he was playing with the Spurs, but is some of this like going to the Hawks and him trying to like put on this facade or like lean into kind of the villainy that was associated with the Hawks when they played the Knicks two years ago in the playoffs where Trey Young bowed at Madison Square Garden. Like, are they trying to be the villain team in the Eastern Conference? And for me, like, I, I like that. I think that's a cool angle because not many teams take that approach, like the bad boys, you know, like the Pistons did in the late 80s and early 90s. But my one point of contention with it is this team's mm-hmm. not good enough. They're not good enough and they haven't done anything yet. So, like, do they really have... To me, it feels like they don't have the... They got to win some games before they really can wear that as a badge of honor. Okay, so you don't think that they could come out swinging like the bad... Well, I mean, the bad it's boys that the and, like, with the kind of beef that he has with Paolo. Right. No, I don't think that they can do that. His beef that he has with Paolo when the guy that's a rookie who hasn't even played a game of NBA basketball yet looks like the mature guy between the two of them... Like, what's going on here? Like, yes, he was an all-star last year, DeJounte Murray, but he's not. Well, didn't he have some, didn't he have some, like, issues? Like, didn't he have some, like, you know, temperament and, and character issues coming out of college? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, you know, up. he wasn't a highly a touted like draft prospect, so he fell I'm a little bit under the radar. That. And obviously, like, you know, a lot of vets in the league take it upon themselves to kind of, like, teach the rook, right? That's That's a major thing, but... Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting in this format where like Paolo was not playing when I watched the full highlights, Paolo's not playing with anyone that is nearly at the same level of skill that the two of them are at. And I also think that in a year, Paolo might be a better player than mm-hmm. him. <laughs> yeah. Even DeJanta. I, this, by the way, I need to point out this Paolo send you've gone on over the have you realized it you've bought a lot of stock i'm not that i'm not buying stock with you but you've bought a lot of stock in the last couple of months shadily he's he's six ten and a half and he can handle the basketball and he can shoot like there's not there's not many I don't, guys I, that I just, physically have I just the tools and athleticism that, that he has with the basketball savvy so i think like it's just a question of can he de- apply himself on the defensive side of the ball but He's he's really special, like he really is, and so I think I'm I'm hopeful that the Magic franchise. When we talk about how long we've been doing this and how long it's been since we've had a normal episode, how long of our tenure of the charity stripe, Josh, have you poo pooed, as you like to say, the Magic? I think that might be the team that's gotten the most flack of any franchise in, in sports. I mean, yeah, from you, from you specifically, eh, from us, yeah. Worse than the Kings. I think so. Is the Angels too much of a recent thing? Yeah. Worse than the Jaguars and the Browns. I mean, I have to think about it. But no, I mean, the Magic is a pretty fair assessment. I mean, I just don't know when this happened. I liked, because I, like my timeline, I liked Jabari. I liked Paolo. You were always a Czech guy, but now I feel like you've kind of shifted wavelengths. But I, I respect, I love Paolo. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. I just don't remember when this kind of, shift happened it's not size so what do you what do y'all but it's something i've taken notice of was it in was it in march madness i said he should have been the first overall pick at the beginning of the season 
of college basketball. But we could we could roll the tape on that. What do you guys think though about okay. about that we can roll sort the tape. of we can like it. it's not performative or at least it doesn't seem it seems a bit performative from DeJounte's side of things, but but these kind of like rivalries that are occurring in the NBA are more so occurring than normal. And and would y'all like to see that across other sports? I think this is something I've asked y'all. I mentioned it with quarterbacks, which like it's tough, right? It's a little we bit different. We talked about this like a week ago or two weeks ago, well, maybe a week ago. What about baseball though, Nick? We're, we're talking about how heels are good for sports, right? We're talking about quarterbacks, I believe, where it was like, you know, Kyler Murray could be that heel yeah. a little bit. Um, for baseball, yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah. There, oh, there's yeah. definitely we're baseball like players that the, catch the, a lot of yeah, heat and people boo all the time. Manny Machado is one of them. Every stadium he goes to, he gets boos. He welcomes that. I'm sure, you know, the same goes around when I'm sure A-Rod did it and Barry Bonds. I mean, the, those were for different circumstances. But even before those guys got popped, I'm sure they got booed a lot as well. But, yeah, I do think it's good because everyone likes a narrative, right? There's always a, a story behind, you know, defeating the bad guy, the good guy, the the good prevailing over the evil. The Yankees are always the evil empire, right? So players could also have that same moniker. With basketball, it's such a superstar-driven league, and yeah. there's only five guys on a court for each team during a game, and their images are so so big. Dejounte Murray's got a million followers on on Instagram, right? And what he's not even a top fifty player in the league, right? Not not top twenty five, but he's in between twenty five. No, and he's 50. top fifty. Yeah. Okay. Maybe on the the high end or the higher end of like the forties, in my opinion. But the fact, yeah. No, go ahead. The, I, I the, have you guys watched the? Sorry. I was going to say, have you guys seen the captain yet? I'm not. The Derek Jeter, their Derek Jeter doc. Like Roger Clemens was a he was a heel. He was a villain when he was on the Yankees. He was he would throw at guys, and there was like a lot of heel. Like A Rod, like you're saying, was like when he went by. By the time he went to the Yankees, people forget he was going to go to the Red Sox. And at the last second, they like made a switch, and he went to the Yankees. But he was a heel. I think it's great for the sport. I just don't. Yeah, man, I don't see anything wrong with this. I didn't love when it was it at Pro Ams when he was just bouncing off the guy's head. Like I didn't love that. Like I was like, all right, dude, let's not beat a guy with the basketball. But like, yeah, dude, yeah. behind I the didn't back, have, off I the mean, backboard, I take no dunk issue with that. Sick. Obviously, it was more the like throwing the ball at him. Like, why don't you just bounce it to him? Either way, you you like passing it to him or roll it at his feet or something like that. Like, one one looks like the reaction of when you get dunked on, and the other. I don't know. I just like when guys do it with a little bit of swagger. Like when Kawhi just like dunks on a guy and doesn't say anything and just kind of looks at him, doesn't make a face at him, doesn't mean mug him, but just looks at him. That yeah. to me is that's like, a, whoa. That's, a, that's Kawhi though. He's just, right. that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. He's an anomaly. What There's did y'all, no other player in the league. did y'all see James uh, Karen check mm-hmm. after yeah. he like struck out the side or something like that? Like just like talking to himself, hyping so, that, that up. He, I think he's really bought into the whole, wild thing mentality right yeah being the the old cleveland indians cleveland guardians now um major league character right that charlie sheen played i think he's fully bought into that wearing the same number 99 closing you know we're in the gas um so i think like he kind of puts on a little bit of theatrics when he's out there playing i I love it i think it's fun 
Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty good. Like that team, like for all intents and purposes, is pretty solid. Like, like I I don't know. We've been debating like me and my old man like who's won the Lindor trade. Gotta be because like, I mean, we spoke about this on the, the show. Like Menez and Rosario have been excellent. Like. The Carrasco went in the other day. I mean, yeah, Lindor's been on fire, but both the other the middle infield the Guardians have now because that deal is fantastic. Now all of a sudden yep. your infield is and they've got is Rosario, they've got money to Jimenez, spend too, and Ramirez. They can go out and for, for they can go out and get some guys. And they're pitching like sick. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, sticking with basketball, and I kind of want an overarching picture. Katie still wants to be traded. He said that in a meeting. Then does the Raptors, then the uh, Heat, the Celtics are the teams that are in the mix. But we saw over the weekend something that we started to kind of touch upon and shed light ourselves on was Kareem Hunt requested request a trade, and the Browns are like, no, like we don't have to trade you. Like the Nets don't have to trade KD. We – it's a little, it's a little premature for packing bags. Like a fork in yourself, you're done, type of situation. But are we packing your bags for players getting what they want every time they ask for it, and teams I'd, kind of taking some power? I'd say back? that, yeah. You know, you I think some teams are starting to push that, back a little bit. If that were the case, um, of course, there are going to be guys that get what they want, right? I mean, that's just kind of how the business goes, and you don't want to be in a relationship with one person mm-hmm. not, you know, loving the other. So, I think. Uh, you know, for Kareem Hunt, it's unfortunate because the Browns have been in such a a really weird place lately with the Deshaun Watson deal. Um, you know, obviously with Baker Mayfield leaving, he splits the backfield with Nick Chubb. I get it. He wants to be a premier back. He probably wants to earn more money, right? Gets more gets more yards, get a big paycheck when he hits free agency. But you got to look at the circumstances from each player when they request trades. With KD, it's like... He's hopped around so many times, you know, he signed a free agency deal with the Nets. I'm looking at guys who maybe were traded to an organization, right, that didn't have the option to go there in free agency or guys who are on, like, their last year of their contract that are looking to make a statement to go into free agency. So it's all circumstantial, I think. A lot of it is a lot of it is when you're asking for the trade too, right? Like, this is the second week of camp. Okay. KD is yeah. still in the... We're in the bowels of the offseason, the NBA offseason still, right? Like there's still time for him to be moved, someone to come in if you make the the move before the season and integrate themselves within um, the Brooklyn Nets franchise, which is interesting. Of all the NBA franchises, they've won their season high record for wins is the lowest in the NBA of all time. They've, They've never won over 50 games of all time. Yeah. What? Let me check that. Maybe it was this really? distinction between New Jersey like and Jake Brooklyn. Jake Kidd, Vince Carter, what I was looking at. Talk about stick to your bowels. It had, you know what? It had to have been. It had to have been just since they've moved to Brooklyn, they haven't won more yeah. than 48 games. But even still, <laughs> um, you know, like the New Orleans team has won more than 50 games, right? Like there's, it's, I mean, they have Kevin. Dur- they had Kevin Durant I mean, and James Harden. They hadn't. They didn't win more than fifty. There's games. a situation like, where, like, they've that's done all these moves. Bro, they traded their whole future for KG and Paul Pierce. They had Will. They had Ron Williams. 
They have, they, they, this is a team that has made they, – they've got brought D'Lo. They've gotten rid of D'Lo. They've made more moves than anybody, practically. This team has changed. Think about how many different, you know, costume changes, be, different versions of itself this team has gone through. Since the Warriors drafted Steph. That's true, Nick. And this team can't this team can't identify what that is. And I'm with you. I think it's a really good point. Like uh I think K D choosing to go there, you yeah. know, and signing this yeah. deal. Yeah. It's like, dude, you, you yeah, want exactly. it to be. And that's, that's partially you my point. You don't just get to be know, like, no, a guy no, who like not how a contract did the works. whole courting process and talking to different GMs and, and seeing his options and recruiting other players to join as well. Like, all right, man, like you wanted to be here. Give it a shot. You've been here for two seasons. Not even really because you were hurt. Yeah, it's okay. So to uh, mm-hmm. to provide the full context of the facts mm-hmm. here, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. The two was the number in New Jersey. 49 is the number in Brooklyn. And anything higher than that was prior to them moving to New Jersey. So it's actually been like, even 52 is not that high, really. I mean, you look at a team like the Spurs, How you know how many seasons they have over 52 wins? No, it's like, not that high at all. A lot, probably eight to 10, maybe more than that. Um so it's 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 not been a, a great city in in re- terms of just winning basketball in general. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Poor what about, New York the Hornets have 54, yeah. and they did that with and the and Kevin Durant chose Steve Nash, right? And so Hornets now he's he's talking to Joe Sy, and he's being like, "It's either me, or it's me and not Marks and Nash, or it's me." Or it's I'm gone and you can keep them too and you can whatever bring in the best package that you can trade for me you and know that's what Joe that. Sy should do. But Nash was his guy. Joe Sai should take the Nets to San Diego. Joe Sai's from San Diego, and it's pretty good timing right now for him to bring the Nets, who are in turmoil. It seems like a team that hasn't won over 50 games with not a huge fan base to San Diego that is hurting for a professional sports team. What are you doing over here, dude? Those aren't San Diegans over here. First of all, you have the Clippers. Just take that. You have the Chargers. No, just take they that. don't. I know it's LA, they really don't. Those are still There's not teams. Clippers fans in San Diego. That's just me. But those are what y'all root for. Y'all root for those teams. Okay. I what, think you should. You I think, think the you Padres are going to move out of San Diego? That's one never baseball happen. team right now before we start bringing in basketball over here. No, I'm not saying move out. It has not nothing to do with d- adding another sports team. Here. To I'm just saying let's get to, let's get to October if you're the Padres. I think this city is thirsty for a championship. This baseball team, the only team that is stuck by their side, has gone all in, and all of a sudden, things were looking great, and now after a rough weekend, the Phillies are hot. They've passed y'all. The Braves. Well, we didn't have had to a talk about baseball. As well, We're talking about bringing the Nets to San Diego. I don't think the Brewer. I think the Brewers are chopped liver. Well, we we have to touch on baseball a little bit. I think now. I think that was something we wanted. To I'm not worried today. And now you're getting all I'm defensive and sad because the Padres. Do you know we get back in in a week and a half? I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs. Okay. 
Well, okay. okay. I think I think I think it's fair not to be worried. No, I know, but I'm I aware. do think that in the last time we discussed like the playoff picture with the MLB, we we didn't give the Dodgers as much credit as they probably deserve because they're the best team in baseball. And when their lineup is at full tilt, if anything, we actually poo-pooed their lineup a little bit. And when their lineup is at full tilt, it's really something um, for teams to have to deal with. And this is going to be an interesting rest of the season for the NL to see how things shake out because matchups in the first round are, are really, really important. Can I can I ask a couple? Can I just bring a couple things to light? Some interesting things that I've noticed. Yes, you're right. Matchups are huge because they are huge because you don't want to play the Braves. It actually might behoove you, Nicholas, to stick it out in sixth place and rip it, rip the Cardinals series. But have you all noticed that Acuna goes down and the Braves get extremely hot? Bryce Harper goes down. The Phillies get extremely hot. The the Tatis is out for almost the entire season. Yet the Padres are firmly in the playoff picture. Walker Buehler, a guy who was a major Cy Young pick, has nope. been out. Yet the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Is that like just coincidental, or these guys yeah, just band I, together and like, yo, we're gonna pick up the slack? And I just think get there's a multitude scorching hot and, and yeah, there's a multitude of things. I mean, the managers out. always got to tell. I mean, obviously team, that is the one that guy is the mentality, not gonna make this like, team a playoff. The team. fact that it works. It's everyone else around. It's everyone else. Those guys band together, like you just mentioned, and hold down the fort until right. that guy gets back. And then once that guy's back, that team is scary. I, I did a Dodgers Padres preview um, before the first Dodgers series in San Diego at the beginning of the season with the bleed Los guys. Go check out their show. If you like Dodgers baseball, they're great on the believe network, but they had mentioned that they think that the Dodgers could get tired playing the Padres yeah. without Tatis. And then when Tatis gets back, we're going to be fully ready to go. And, honestly spanking them but i mean we've lost 15 of the last 16 now when he gets back maybe a resurgence comes to the team i think right now is kind of like the dog days um where they're feeling tired they're some of the guys are overworked i know the bullpen has, has faltered a little bit the starting rotations hasn't looked very well in the last month or so uh machado's coming off that injury he could definitely use some relief you know on the infield Kim goes over to third. Tatis takes over at short. So there's a lot of things. But, yes, I, th I think a manager for sure has to tell his team that one guy does not make this team a championship team. It's the whole team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in baseball, though, I think the playoff pictures is shaping up. I, I, there's a couple teams that I just think are like string cheese, in my opinion. One being the Brewers. I don't know what planet they were on at the trade deadline. Absolutely asleep at the wheel. The AL Central, like the Twins, have a loose grip, like a like a one finger grip on this thing. I mean, the Guardians and White Sox can take it in a week. Either of those teams, and. I, but it seems like the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Strohs to see the Orioles in the playoffs. Are the real heavy threats. I mean, I don't think the Orioles can do. Well, it. I feel like situations most Rays. dire for the Mariners, I mean, right? With the drought, like they they have yeah, they cannot. Awesome. I mean, squander no. this. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
You gotta you gotta make the playoffs. You have to get there. No. This is like this is not it, but like this is like this is you need to gotta get over the hump at, at some point. This has gotta be this is a season where you have like a great player. He'll be back, and, you, and you, you, a lot, and a couple other guys who've been fantastic. And you just got to make that jump, and and, and you know you got to get the monkey off your back. I don't know what happened. Well, we're the worst the, team. You want to the most peculiar thing to deal with that's, your team that's toss? Why we're you so know y'all's run differentials minus one, which is kind of crazy. That's tough. Because you got to close. Like you, it's not enough just to be able to get in close games and be in close games. Like that's you have so to tough. be able to to close the game. Make that clutch is... plays. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a what Martin is like Perez 30, like isn't like that turn the season? Yeah, I think that's a locker room issue. Yeah, of course not. That was it. I do. I, I think when Unless I think when teams lose does. close games like that so much, and it happened a lot last yeah. year in San Diego as well. There was a locker room issue. The manager didn't have a tight grip on the team. Guys all felt like they had to be individual players and they had to go out and pick up the slack. And when that happens, I think you tend to fail more often rather than if you're trusting your teammates and, you know, if you strike out one at bat, you know the guy behind you can pick you up with one swing of the bat, then you're not losing those close games as much. But when guys are putting the entire weight of the team on their own shoulders, I think you tend to lose more games. It's more pressure. And... That comes down to a man yeah. telling his players that, like I just said, last point. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't think that anyone is like out here singing the praises right. of Chris yeah. Wizard, right? Nor have that they been the entire season, next right? Like no one, no, no way. And I, the, uh, especially when you have a team that's adding in, your two superstars are new players for the franchise, right? Like, you need extra support from your manager to try and mold everything together, and like shape and create some identity for the team. But obviously like there's personnel issues there too. Like Rangers still need a lot of help pitching wise. But I think for me, at least as a fan watching like the prospect side of things, like we've had a lot of guys come up and play really, really well and show that like they can be good baseball players um, and play at the major league level, which yeah, but they, but you're right. They should be with a good manager. It feels like, yeah, I they mean, your, could your be in this same conversation that we're discussing with the Orioles and, you know, with the White Sox too, who you just mentioned, if they have a really good week, they could be back in this thing. <laughs> He's sucking down tall boys before he uh, gets to the ballpark. Which, park. by the way, I don't know who Tony Larusa is sucking and fucking, but why is he the manager of that ball? Seriously, why is he the manager of that ball club? Does it? It, it makes no sense, dude. It's so unfathomable to me. First of all, why? I mean, I know, I under, I know his resume, and I know that's why he's there. And you want to, oh, maybe you want the older man who has been there before to rally the younger Tyler's guys. Seventy-seven years old, but these are a young, Olivia young John guys. Just died today at seventy. A lot of them are like you like know Hispanic young dudes, RIP. you know, or or guys just not from America. And did you not see that? What? She did. Yeah, I yeah. didn't see that. I'm just saying that puts it in perspective how old Tony Russo is. What? Olivia, she did. Olivia Newton John died today. It is. It's really. It's, You're kidding it's, me. It's so sad. I feel like it's a legend every week these days. Yeah, 
Olivia yeah. Newton John died. As we today. get older, there's so many people that made impacts in our lives in entertainment that are That's not so getting sad. any younger. I mean, I, I looked at Brad Pitt's age yeah, the other day. I was shocked. Horrible. I mean, I'm always shocked about how old he is. But the man is 58 years old. He's going to be 60 in a year. Yeah. And that's what happens when the, as the days go along. Have we seen, uh, have we seen Bullet have Train, not, no, Nick? Eager to see it. Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. With, yeah. No, I have Anthony Kiedis. There's 60. been a lot of promotion about it. He looked great in um, premiere. A lot of big seen name actors in it. He looked like a stud. Yeah. Yeah. And the Always. pastels. Have you seen it, Toss? Not Rafino. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. Blake Fisher. Oh, someone I know. Someone I know saw it. Blake. Oh, my sister. Yeah, I did. I thought we'd have more time to talk about this, but no, uh, no, no, no. My sister. Saw okay. It. She well, said it was good. Uh, who would you rather have date your Rachel? sister? Because yeah, both of you guys good. have sisters. Uh, Nick, I don't. We rock and roll. You had a question you wanted to ask. I have us. cousins who are Didn't female, you? but yeah. who would you rather have date your sister? Kyla Murray or yeah, Donovan Mitchell? Minutes. We're good. Because <laughs> as it stands right now on the Charity Stripe Instagram, we're 23 hours into this poll. 69% of the people okay. chose Spida Mitchell to date their sister, and 31% chose Kyler. Well, here's, 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 here's my logic behind it. If Cynthia, my sister... Is dating Donovan Mitchell? I mean, that that's means all you need. the fact that sixty nine percent is my stepfather. No, that we had a ghost spider. Yeah, does it? I think the only way Luke is your stepfather, or he's he's my he's my okay. uncle. He's my uncle. He's my uncle. It, it, would, it would just mean that if, if yeah, Luke would have to marry your that's mom for for your stepfather. I don't know. I don't know the family dynamic situation. I'm not comfortable. I'm not right. Like, so, Right, right, right. That's what your step. Okay, he's my uncle. He's my well. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with Kyler. Right, they they put in that four hours of mandatory study a day. They took it out. No, but you got to imagine that he's still going to end up studying a bunch. But he's also probably going to allocate some time to call. Yeah, y'all are like y'all are the same. When is he going to have time for my sister? If he's playing football, studying, playing Call of Duty, probably going out and having fun every now and then, and you know he's got to go eat. Once you have time for a good old sis. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. I, I, well, these, it, are, these, these are just things that people do. Well, that she could come. Well, I was going to say, it kind of matters where he ends up, right? New York first text. If he, like, they don't have to, like do this separately. Maybe, yeah. If Donovan Mitchell yeah, stays in Utah. They're orthodox and can't do things together. But if he hypothetically I think despite of being from New York, my sister would be in Scottsdale and hanging out with Kyler. Like that's a short trip. Short trip. Yep. Yep. Okay. My sister let's, went let's to break it down. She went to school in, in Arizona. Of, so that's definitely a uh, sport, definitely though, right? Like, would the you area, benefit not much more from your brother-in-law? Being an NFL it really player, just depends which, or an NBA which player. Blake personally. probably spider. I mean, I would probably want to because I'm a bigger football fan. I think I'd rather have my sister date a football player. Yeah. But what about this though, Nick? I think we could all agree that while football games are cool There's to go to, game. 
I think basketball games are better to see live than a football game. We all enjoy watching football games from our couch. Yeah. We love that. But you can get some inside insider trading knowledge for fantasy football. Kyle can offer some tips. That's true. I would rather go to football on the couch than football. Man, our boss. But it's all biased, dude. I mean, yes, you can't take Drake London before. I asked our boss, like, is Kyle Pitts going to be good? He's understatement. He's going to be epic. And I was like, I don't even know why I like asked you that because, of course, you're going to say that. I definitely don't. I definitely don't have a problem with getting hot tips on gambling. Which I don't have a problem. Vegas always wins. Why can't the little guy get every now and then? I don't have a problem with insider trading or tampering. And we discussed that in our stadium show. But I don't have a speaking problem of, with insider trading. I want that to. Speaking of, we're brought to you by betonline.ag. <laughs> Go to betonline.ag to lock in yeah, some NFL saying. futures. Like, if you, if you to play can benefit off people, your boys that are with, happening like, right now. I'm sorry I have baseball heating up, like we said. Who's going to make to the World Series? Who's going to be in those pennant yeah, races? Go play some bets. Who's your MVP? For the NFL season, I got Justin Herbert. He's got pretty good odds. I think uh, I think it's a good bet to go place on betonline.ag. Nick, did you put a bet on the pods prior to the? Did you put one on at the beginning of the um, season? I don't think I bet on them this season. Yeah, I like got that. It. Got it. I feel like anyone that did has to feel good about like well, the odds. The odds them trading has to really feel odds good about them trading half, for, Soda, for sure. Right? Wow. Yeah, uh, my open sure. my open bets this season so far, which I'm getting a little worried about, is uh, the Jays over 91 and a half games. Yeah, I feel like right I mean, now you wanted it's to hit that even. beforehand. They have now a chance, kind of like, and then now it's kind the, of the Athletics under 71 and a half games, which I have to double check right now. It's been a while since I checked. Uh, the Athletics are at 41. So that, that's look, looking pretty good. Look, looking pretty good. But Toronto's got 60 wins, pretty good so right they need there. to string together 32 40? more. I don't think there are 40 wins yet, are they? Hit. Ugh, snooze fest baseball. Yeah, they gotta get they gotta get hot. Yeah. You know what? You know what else looks really good? Um, Thirty-two is a Sonos Ray soundbar beneath your TV. Games. Was it fifty-six at home. games left? They so got you should games. go to Sonos's really, website, gotta, buy a Sonos Ray. Uh, I um, think it's their new speaker. It's got yeah. crisp, oh, yeah, clear sound. You can listen to the Charity Stripe. It looks great. You can watch uh, the Best of Believe show hosted by the Charity Stripe on Stadium, ten o'clock Eastern every Friday night. Re-airs on Saturday and Sunday through the weekend. You can listen to. Nikki Snacks, some of his delightful tracks that he's mixed, mastered, yeah, and DJs at clubs. Them, but I mix them. And yeah. Yeah, but like yeah, he's yeah. the master. I can't wait for my, my you know Sonos I mean? Ray like, to come in the mail. And, Delivery guy has been kind of slow. You know what? I think that, Nick, I think at this point, you just got to go Herbs. to the FedEx itself and grab it yourself. You know what I mean? Just like go get it, dude. We do. Nice, dude. Yeah. But go, go get a Sonos Ray. <laughs> And uh, go to bed online. Use both of those. Our partners, we appreciate them. <laughs> if you do, you do and, live close to the fans, FedEx. We appreciate you. We're the cherry stripe. Uh, 
They're free. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.